You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. In this week's episode, are the wheels coming off at Spotify? The rise of YouTube? Rap gods, I mean, rap pods. And holiday listening for everyone. All right, Stocks, it is good to see you, my man. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm very good. How you been? How's Scotland? Yeah, it's good. We've been enjoying all the cultural experiences, galleries, uh, Christmas lights, mulled wine. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Everything and everything. Wine. Yeah. Oh. When, it, when in Northern Hemisphere winter, make the most of it. That sounds incredible. Edinburgh, what a great city. Totally. Bit of culture. I'll tell you what, they absolutely love Christmas over here. The whole place is lit up. Every store that you go into has Santas, boxes, Christmas trees, the whole shebang. And there's a, there's a good vibe around the place. It, it makes you forget about the rain for a little bit. Well, if you can find a nice uh, place and I can do a house swap, maybe I can remake that Jude Law, Cameron Diaz. Jack Black. Jack Black. Yep. Kate, uh, Winslet. Kate Winslet movie. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You know? All right. Well, make it happen, brother. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. But look, since we last spoke, Stocks, I think we covered Spotify's big layoffs. Uh, there was a bit of extra news that came towards the end of the week. Yeah, yeah. Basically, Paul Vogel is the CFO of Spotify. 24 hours after they did do cut 17% of Spotify's workforce, and as you intelligently noted, the share price went up straight away. Well, Paul Vogel, the CFO, also noticed that, and he sold $9.3 million worth of shares. Uh, this was noticed by people and was widely reported, and the CEO of Spotify, Daniel Ek, had no choice but to lay off Paul Vogel. You know, despicable man, yeah, sure. A lot of hubris to do so, and just a lack of humanity when you're doing that. But look, I think there's something more to this. I think it's also, this is the canary in the coal mine. If, there was, mm. if, if the canaries weren't already dead, actually. But this is a guy who knows the most about the financial side of this business. He can see where this is going for the short to medium term. And he's looked at this and gone, uh, this is the high watermark. I'm out. As and, good a time as any. And I don't care if I lose my job at this point because um, this ship is uh, maybe not going to make it to the other side of the Atlantic. So I'm out. Let's go. Bye. That's how I'm reading this, at least. Yeah. Well, I think... That's a good read, and I think Daniel Oak was obviously pretty pissed off about this, as as you noted. I mean, to have someone that high up basically do exactly that, say, you know, this is basically as high as I think this thing's going to get, so let's cash out and, and move on. It doesn't set a great lot of expectations for how the company's going to perform, you know, in the not-too-distant future, right? And they've got to find a new CFO. Absolutely. And it's just been a bit of a clusterfuck, really. I mean, look, there's been so much press with Spotify about you know, their layoffs about the big money that they've been spending. I think we're starting to see a little bit of backlash to that kind of reporting, certainly from people within the podcasting industry. I think you're getting a little bit sick of of basically Spotify being the conduit for the podcasting industry, right? Yeah, look, I think that's all about to change. Spotify is a tech company, but they're not a content company and they try to be a content company and there's a long history of tech companies trying to be content companies and they're not working. Yeah. Look, this has led to a bit of a pile-on. Uh, Lydia Polgren has basically come out and with scathing uh, remarks about Spotify. I mean, who who is Lydia and um, why should we listen to her? 
Yeah, so currently a New York Times columnist, um, but former managing director of Gimlet Media. So Gimlet was one of the original acquisitions by Spotify. They had a ton of uh, really great shows on there, and and they produced that um, podcast called Startup, which was a podcast about starting up a podcast business. Fans of BTP will probably sense that you know we like that kind of a meta narrative and and this was certainly a a show that i absolutely adored and one of the defining characteristics of gimlet is that they don't just report on stories or cover stories they actually make stories so they'll actually Mm. go out and do things that become the story so a very interesting and very sort of um avant-garde and um, podcast company yeah, so it had a couple of great shows like Heavyweight and Stolen, and and Heavyweight was one that really did this. Um, there was, you know, the original season, uh, the host, his mate, claimed that he was the one who gave Moby the CDs that he used or the, the albums that he used uh, to create his kind of, you know, pivotal album that sold hundreds of millions of, of records. So they go out and try and make contact with Moby and get to the bottom of this and, and try and see if he'll admit to it, which is, you know, a terrific show if no one's listened to it. But essentially they just had such a great following and people just loved the style. They, they were just crafted so well. And and uh, Lydia said, if you can't make a go of it with these incredible shows, you are simply bad at podcasting, she wrote um, in, a, in a threads post, which has since been deleted. Um, it's probably worth mentioning. She also said... <laughs> what, they deleted threads or they deleted her Yeah, post? maybe it was threads that went... <laughs> it could have been threads. Oh, my gosh. She's the one still on threads. She also said there were a million ways a company with Spotify's resources could have figured out how to make this kind of work sustainable, and it did not do that. Instead, it lit money on fire by handing it to the Sussexes and other celebrities with nothing to say. Yep, I th- she's right. I, th- I also think there's more nuance to it. A lot of the acquisitions they made were very splashy, big names, sure. But if you look at the only really successful, financially successful company within the Spotify acquisitions, it is The Ringer. And the thing that The Ringer did was they didn't go exclusive. So I think there's just some mistakes made by Spotify. And one of them was having its exclusivity. We saw Luminary just disappearing recently. Mm. Trying to have exclusivity to a platform for your podcast does not work. And that's not where you make money. You make money off being the hosting platform that pushes out to the hundreds of podcast platforms that there are there. But you're inserting yeah. the ad at the hosting level. So Spotify's still working this out. Yeah. Um, and not accepting really that they're a hosting company, which is the Megaphone acquisition and the Anchor acquisition, which are both now Spotify for podcasters. Mm-hmm. That's where you make money, not as being an exclusive platform. And I think that they just got it wrong. You know, you mentioned the ringer, like the overheads on the shows that they run are quite low. They've all got, you know, their staff contributors, they're all in employed there they're they're reacting to things that are in the pop culture at the moment like those are the shows that have really become their bread and butter they have experimented with a few more kind of narrative ones um that one that is about the scammer at the moment is is you know an example of this Hmm. but the the sort of shows that they're doing they don't they're not taking huge budgets you know what i mean not in the way that like it's it's always on content yeah exactly right it's always on content it's easy to advertise on you just throw ads into it obviously they're throwing too many ads in there but they're throwing ads Mm. into it because the show is always on it just publishes on the same days every week and that's where podcasting's at not these sort of high um concept short series that are really hard to monetize so the ring is yeah. in the right space. They're not behind exclusivity. What was the reason for making people go exclusively onto Spotify when you're not actually charging um, a fee for people to access the podcast that's exclusively available on Spotify? I don't understand the mm. logic there. If you were charging, mm. if there was a premium fee to access 
another five dollars a month to access podcasts mm. on Spotify, then you can have an exclusivity strategy because you're actually driving subscription revenue. But you're not actually driving any yep. revenue because you can have the free version of Spotify to access their podcasts. So I just think it was a flawed strategy in that regard. And as mentioned earlier, they're not a content company, and there's just so many examples of these tech companies trying to be trying to be content companies. And I think Lydia is on the ball because she was in the content game and is not anymore in terms of she left she left Spotify. She's now a columnist, so she's still creating narratives and storytelling. Um, she clearly didn't want to do it within the confines of Spotify. Yeah, and look, there's a, a few other stories coming out with a similar sentiment. Um, you know, when we've got uh, the casualties of, of the podcasting bloodbath from Slate, they interviewed Jenna Weiss-Berman, who previously worked at uh, BuzzFeed before co-founding the podcast studio Pineapple Street Media, which has had some success, and ultimately they sold that to Odyssey in 2019 where she's now the executive vice president. So what she's saying is what's happened to podcasts is a story of so many digital media businesses um, that have been saddled by the unrealistic expectations of investors or owners. So I think, you know, when you do have those huge investments like what's happened in, in, with Spotify, the expectation is that people will get returns. So in the case of you know, what we've just covered, you know, they slash jobs, they see a bit of a boost there in their share price, you know, people cash out. But something that she said as well, which I think is interesting, is, you know, all the signs of a healthy industry are there, um, in her words. I think the only thing that happened to make people think that the whole thing was over was that a tech company or two made some purchases that didn't really make any financial sense. And this was echoed by Alex Goldman, who was with Spotify. He was co-hosting one of Gimlet's shows Reply All and says that Spotify evaluated podcasts solely based on whether they led to new subscription signups for the streaming service. They bought a bunch of companies that did journalism while having a real contempt for the work that we did. Damn. So. That's, uh, yeah, there you go. That's uh, pretty savage. Spotify's business plan is seems to be flawed. They spent a lot of money on podcasts over the last few years and podcast infrastructure and businesses, and they've got not a lot to show for it. In fact, probably nothing to show for it. Their main business is music streaming. Mm -hmm. That is now a very crowded space. They did revolutionize things because remember when Spotify did first come to life as a company, it was we're living in uh, Napster, Pirate Bay, yeah. LimeWire, BitTorrent world. Um, where you're just as likely to download a virus as you are to download your favorite song. They completely revolutionized that. They saved the record music industry, and the record music industry is back to as strong as it was pre-Napster Napster now. Problem for Spotify is they're competing against Amazon Music, Apple Music, YouTube Music, mm -hmm. which I really want to mm -hmm. get into, yep. and TikTok Music, which is about to come. For all these businesses, they've all done the same deals with the record labels. Yep. So Spotify is not in this unique position they were when they were established as first mover. All those other companies, their primary revenue source is not music streaming. It's a nice-to-have feature that they've got there. Yep. So they don't have, there can be a, a loss or break-even exercise for them music streaming. So they can just grind Spotify into the ground here. Yeah. I think that's why you got the CFO cashing out. I think they haven't been able to make music streaming work. They don't really pay musicians much money. It seems like it's been a flawed, flawed business or a business that was ultimately going to come apart. I don't think they're going to come apart soon, but I think we've seen no. peak Spotify has definitely happened. <laughs> Went to a YouTube podcast summit on Friday. Mm -hmm. And you've been pilled? Been absolutely pilled. I have taken <laughs> the red and the blue pill. And it, yeah, it's definitely, 
it's definitely something that's very interesting. So the YouTube music is basically going to take out Spotify or it's a Spotify competitor, but it has there's number two search engine in the world, YouTube's built into it. You can just import yeah. your RSS feeds in there. And then if you've got a yeah. video podcast, it just you can play whichever and you can seamlessly jump between YouTube main and YouTube music and they're going to bring the two of them very close in the next quarter. They rolled out all the big hitters um, from YouTube to this podcast summit, uh, which is very impressive. You don't normally get this type of attention mm-hmm. for Australia, the Australian market. Spotify and Acast and Channel 9 podcasts, they weren't present, but everyone else, for obvious reasons, well, Channel 9 because they're too small. And everyone walked out of that going, oh, Spotify's in big trouble because mm. YouTube can just take that business immediately. It also has searchability. It also just, if you think of things in terms of playlists and the way that things are just queued up to you on YouTube, once you finish something, yeah. it recommends something else or it just runs yeah. through the playlist. That searchability, which has been a massive problem with podcasts and why we've all been waiting for TikTok to jump into the space, that searchability um, and those algorithms uh that's going to make a massive difference to discoverability with podcasts, which is the biggest challenge right now. Definitely. So you've got the biggest tech company, most successful tech company in the world, the best ad business of all time in Google coming into the yeah. space. It's very interesting. And um, we've sort of been talking, we've talked in this podcast all year about Google podcasts getting horizoned, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, look, they actually really know what they're doing and they're coming into play. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm going to give a YouTube music a go as my podcast platform of choice. Yeah. Uh, for in the new year. Because if you if a podcast that's not on there, you can just load the RSS feed into YouTube Music yourself and your podcast will appear for yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've made it that easy. It's like the early days of Spotify. You could just upload a song to Spotify yeah. and it'd be in the yeah. playlist. So yeah. you can onboard yourself. Obviously, podcast networks and podcasters can onboard their podcast onto YouTube themselves as well. Um, but they're just making it as easy as possible for it to be your player. Well, some of the things I find really interesting about um, YouTube as you know, a podcasting platform and, and some of the technology that's come through in, in podcasting recently, certainly in terms of transcribing shows and having a log there of what's being said on the show. So this is being done through AI and, and, and other uh, mechanisms like that. But essentially what that means is that you've, if you've got – um, a podcast that's covering some you know interesting topics or topics that are happening in the culture at the moment or whatever it might be, things that people are interested in finding. YouTube, you know, at its core and its legacy is something that helps you surface that kind of information. And one of the big categories that they've always had tremendous success in, you know, back when it was just purely video, was how-to videos. How do I, you know, change the tire of my car? How do I do this? How do I do that, right? And people would ultimately be in there just doing their little kind of, you know, tutorials about how to do that sort of thing. Now, that's all well and good. It's also great when you think about, you know, anything that's going on. Like, explain to me the current Israel-Gaza, Israel-Palestine conflict stuff, right? So that's pretty meaty subject matter. If you've got those transcribed things, it's going to be a whole lot easier to kind of read through. And if your you know podcast is going in via that RSS feed, they've got access to all of that. They're going to be able to surface your podcast if it does cover that thing really effectively. Not only is it is it kind of revolutionary in terms of podcasting, it's kind of a complete change in terms of SEO and ranking um, and how that sort of information is brought to the surface. 
not to mention things like ChatGPT being, of course, Google's version of, of all of that. All right, well, interesting times. It's going to be big changes for SEO. It's going to be a big change for the way information surfaced. And it's certainly going to be a big change for, you know, potentially how you and I listen to our podcast in the new year and what we focus on. Are we going to be starting to put our mugs up on the screen stocks and trying to get that YouTube audience? Oh, you don't have to, though. Like, like you don't have to. You can just... With- podcast as you get it now can just appear on youtube you can find on youtube youtube music you just search dm podcast it'll be there and it's just automatically going to publish there sure we can do video versions as well but every podcast that we currently have on our slate can exist on youtube today yeah so we put a couple on over put the batuta ones up and we put one to five of my life by nigel marsh up Um, i'm just going to let that run for a week or so and if everything's fine which i'm sure it will be all our slate will be up there so it just look at it as another podcast platform and that's what it is. And if you just download YouTube music, if you want it to be simple, or just use YouTube and it's just there and it's just a tab on DM podcast page it will be podcasts and it'll have playlists and each playlist is a separate podcast. It's that easy. It's a very intuitive UX that you already know and are familiar with and it's incredibly popular. And YouTube just wants people spending more time on their app. And that's their metric. That's their version of success. And mm-hmm. podcasting is already huge on there with your Lex Friedmans, your Andrew Hoopmans, um, people like that doing these long-form podcasts on there, your boy Theo Vaughn. Mm-hmm. So this is just putting more audio up there, making YouTube your podcast player. It's just going to keep you on the app longer. I've seen YouTube TV in uh, San Francisco that's an incredible experience as well in terms of having local TV. Then you can have your NBA league pass in there and you can have all your different things that run through it. NFL, whatever it is you like. It's a really good experience. So YouTube is looking to dominate consumption of on-demand media. Look out. Yeah, and look, also, as you just talked about YouTube TV, I mean, if anyone buys a smart TV these days, YouTube is obviously already downloaded as an app you can use straight away. It comes standard on every every smart TV. Yeah, it's all, it's all over for these hoes. Yeah, whereas Spotify, they can turn that off pretty quickly. Rolling Stone's got an interesting article, how rap's elder statesman took over podcasting, TV, and everything else. You're a bit of a hip-hop fan. Oh, huge. You know, maybe not exactly the, the most current <laughs> hip-hop stuff. No, but- no, but this speaks to the demographic. This is rap's elder statesman. Yeah. I mean, this is a very interesting take. I'm on a few newsletters, which are sort of black podcasting uh, networks, and a lot of it tends to be around the more political stuff, Black Lives Matter, yeah, hu- you know, human rights, that sort of angle. And you forget that there's this whole other world out there of hip-hop-based pop culture. Yeah. And that's actually, this is a huge genre. I mean, you think of something like A Breakfast Club in New York, that's incredibly influential radio show. With Charlemagne the God, that's, that's basically a podcast. And that's where a yeah. lot of these shows are going. We've seen it with NBA players having this sort of style of, and the barbershop and these sort of style of conversations. The article basically says, look, who better than uh, hip-hop stars? Yeah, to showcase their personalities, connect with fans and diversify their income streams. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. And there's some massive podcasts that are starting to come up with these you know, really, really charismatic personalities who can absolutely shit talk for hours. Yeah, absolutely. In a very entertaining way. I mean, hip-hop has been one of the biggest kind of stories of the past decade or so, just the way it's yeah, become the main music genre. It's influenced absolutely everything. Um, it's killed, well, it had killed for a while, a lot of rock bands, you barely saw any of those in, in top 10s or top 
20s or whatever, these guys are all super smart, right? As you said, it is another revenue stream. They're looking to diversify their portfolios, stocks, and, and what a way to do it. A bit of cheeky news. Um, the article quotes Drake, who was planning to launch his own podcast in 2024. And Drake says, I think podcasts and TV shows are the future of media. They are more interactive and engaging than traditional media. They allow rappers to showcase their personalities and perspectives. They also allow rappers to connect with fans and create communities. Look out. Yeah. I mean, Drake versus uh, the Sussexes. I'd probably go for the Drake podcast. If I was Spotify, that's who you should have signed. I'll see them probably be signed with YouTube. <laughs> Hotline bling. Bit of uh, sad news to come out of the States. Um, Tyler Goodson of S-Town Podcast has been shot dead in a police standoff. So this is pretty hectic. Who's Tyler Goodson in in S-Town? So did you ever listen to S-Town? I did, it did. It was that very sort of eccentric but brilliant southern man who ended up killing himself was that the yeah that's right and that kind of happened within the show and and so there's a bit of controversy around that and anyway this guy said he he had this kind of fortune stashed away somewhere and essentially tyler goodson was his his son of course not not biologically but just they spent so much time together and and you know there's some questions about the relationship they had etc etc but um he was always pretty pissed off because uh he never received a thing after he killed himself so he has lived a bit of a, a sort of I don't know, like a bitter kind of life since then, since 2017. I think he's been in a lot of trouble with the police, et cetera, and this obviously is how he met his fate. So not really kind of too much more to say on this other than that's quite sad. They're not the kind of stories you want to hear coming out of the podcasting industry and, and you know, people who are tangential to it. Yeah, that is that is very sad. All right, Stocks, well... As we've noted, it's the end of the year. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah, we're, we're getting ready to hang up the microphones for the year and, and just you know, engorge ourselves and all the wonderful content that there is available to us over the coming months. 49 eps this year, big boy. Not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> I think it's time to hang yes. it up. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of happy news to go out on. Apple named uh, their podcast of the year. Yeah, so that was Wiser Than Me, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's podcast. So that's a big one. I mean, in terms of celebrities signing up to do a podcast, this is someone who's found a kind of a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Gold, Jerry. Gold, Jerry. And how about you, Stocks? Are you going to be listening to anything in particular over the holidays? Yeah, I um, recently ducked back into Mark Maron world mm-hmm. and uh, loved it. Listen to his particular. There was a couple of things that popped into my head during this record, I guess because you're so Maron-pilled. But I listened to his interview with Taika Waititi. And yeah, I listened to a bit of that as well. I'd highly recommend it. If you haven't listened to Mark Maron, uh, check out the Taika Waititi episode. It's brilliant. Uh, two brilliant people. It's the best version of how Maron does his interviews, which is basically he runs through your IMDb and talks yeah. through it. Uh, really loved it. Highly recommend. And it just made me realize this guy's such a great interviewer with the right people i mean that's the reason why he was sort of the first he was the first podcaster to get obama so i've probably got four to five years of marin that i can pick and che- <laughs> no, but, can, but can cherry pick the really good stuff out of yeah so i think i'm going to pick the eyeballs out of that over summer okay great well i have been uh listening to the rest is entertainment so if anyone's ever listened to the rest is history um it's the from rest is politics the- yeah the rest is politics a really good stable of shows coming out of goal hanger so the rest is entertainment um is is one here that's you know basically uk pop culture it's really popular here so this is something that i'm getting myself engrossed into love it goal hangers definitely worth a, a bit of a deep dive on 
We talked about them a bit this year. They're doing the best of anyone out there in terms of the quality of content they're producing and the way they're building a brand around the rest is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into that in the new year then, Stocks. How about that? All right. Afrida Zen. Afrida Zen. Thank you very much, Mandy. And thank you, everyone, for listening to us. You'll be hearing from us, I suppose, in, what do we want to say, commit to January? Late Jan. Yeah. Yeah. Late Jan. Let's do it. All right. We'll see you in the new year. Happy new year, folks. Stay safe.